Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm Amy from Rebel Nutrition. It's been a while since I've done a proper intro like this, but I figured it was time. And kind of side tangent here before we get into this, the reason I don't always do an intro, even though I should, I'm using should in quotation marks, is because I talk about this a lot, but in my business, working only one to two hours a day, I really have to prioritize the things that truly matter in terms of growing and scaling my business. And you know, sometimes a podcast intro just isn't one of those things, (laughs) but I'm here today. I wanted to give you guys a little bit of background on a new content strategy that I'm trying that relates to the content in this podcast. So this idea actually came to me. This is going to sound so bougie, but this idea came to me while I was getting a massage in Mallorca, which I just think massages are just the best thing you can do for your mental health because it gives you such time and space and relaxation to just think, you know, without any distractions. So this idea came to me of working smarter, not harder. And my idea was, okay, I can rent out a peer space. And for those of you who don't know, a peer space is kind of like a cute little setup. I mean, they have houses, but I think a lot of people use them as like business offices. So I found a peer space near where I live in LA that was set up like a cute little podcast studio. I rented it out for two hours and I set up a couple different cameras. So I set up my vlogging camera for YouTube. I set up an iPhone to record like uh, social media style clips. And then I also recorded the audio. So I basically was recording from like three different devices. And my thought being, I can sit down and record, you know, an hour's worth of content and I will get a YouTube video, a podcast episode, and a bunch of clips that I can potentially use for TikTok and Reels all in one hour, okay? How work smarter, not harder is that strategy, right? So I basically was like, oh my God, I'm a genius. I can't wait till I get home so I can try this out. And that's what this episode is here today. So the audio that you're gonna be listening to, you know, if you wanna watch the video rather than just listen to it, you can go to YouTube and watch part one there. I'm actually, I think I'm gonna split this podcast into two parts as well because I ended up talking for a long time and it's a lot of online course information. I'm basically answering a bunch of your guys's frequently asked questions about online course creation and getting started with a niche, how to price your course. I mean, just so many good things that you guys asked me on Instagram. So I split it into two. Part one should be available by the time this audio uh, podcast is available. So it's up to you if you just wanna listen or if you actually wanna watch it. But I thought I would share that with you guys just if anyone out there is kind of looking for a content strategy that's maybe a little bit more efficient. I know a lot of us don't necessarily want to be spending, you know, 40 hours a week creating content. So if you feel like you have other more important things to do in your business, in your life, like we all do, and you kind of wanna, get this all done like one day or a couple hours out of the week. Let me know if you try this strategy. I'm, I've am i done it now a couple weeks in a row to kind of batch content in advance before I leave for another trip. So I'm gonna test it out for a while. And of course I will come back to you guys and let you know how everything goes. But for now, I think let's just get into the questions. I'm so excited for you guys to hear these. And as always, you can come over to Instagram at Rebel Nutrition. Send me any questions that you have there. And if this episode inspires you to create your own online course, the best place to start is to click the link to my free masterclass, which is all over the place. It's linked in my Instagram bio. It's linked in the show notes of this episode. It's linked on my YouTube. Um, It's a free 45 minute class that's gonna give you 
all of the things you need to know about course creation. So how to choose a profitable topic in your niche, how to start building an audience on social media, even if you're starting from zero, how to start selling your course passively once it's created. And this free masterclass is really for you, even if you're somebody who already has a course created, but you're looking to scale, you wanna make more sales, you wanna help more people, or maybe it's not selling passively and you're still feeling really exhausted about like having to show up live to sell it every time that you want to make a sale and you want it to just be coming in every single day while you're, you know, at the spa in Mallorca. <laughs> okay. Um, so link to that free masterclass will be in the show notes. And again, it's also on my Instagram and let's get into this episode. Hey, I'm Amy from Rebel Nutrition, and you're listening to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild, a podcast focused on helping you live your most abundant life, whatever that means to you. From money, to entrepreneurship, to manifestation, to wellness and beauty hacks, to the occasional Real Housewives reference, if you're ready to start becoming your next level self, the future version of you who's doing, being, and attracting everything you desire, and having fun while you do it, you are in the right place, and it's time to start showing up as this version of you right now. Let's get into the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. I'm Amy from Rebel Nutrition, and if you're new around here, I started my business as a nutritionist turned multiple seven-figure online course creator, and today's video, I'm gonna be answering a bunch of frequently asked questions that I got from you guys on my Instagram. So I'm so excited to get into all the questions. We're gonna be covering everything from how to choose a niche, how to price an online course, and so many other things. So. Without further ado, let's just jump into it. Now, I'm gonna be looking at my phone a little bit throughout this because that's where I have all my questions. But the very first question that I got is, is coming up with a niche really this hard or am I out of practice? <laughs> so what I would say if you are really struggling to choose a niche and to niche down is that number one, you're probably overthinking things. It does not need to be that complicated, especially if you're at the beginning stages of your business. A lot of times you need to kind of throw spaghetti against the wall, so to speak, at the beginning to figure out what's really landing for your audience, what things they want more of, and what things you can actually turn into a profitable online course. But a few questions to ask yourself to really narrow down your niche is number one, who are you helping? Who is the exact person that you want to be helping? And number two, what is the outcome that you are going to be helping them achieve? The outcome is something that I want you to just tattoo into your brain because that is the thing that's going to make your course profitable is selling the outcome. So even when you're thinking about what your niche is gonna be, you wanna think about the ideal outcome or the amazing end result that somebody is going to have achieved after they've gone through your course. And to give you a really clear picture about this, because I think so many people are afraid of choosing a niche because they think that it's going to really pigeonhole them. And nobody really wants to only be talking about one thing for the rest of time, right? So for example, in my business, creating a profitable online course is kind of my exact niche. That's the thing that I kind of view it like the top of my pyramid, so to speak. Like if you're thinking about a triangle, profitable online courses, making money from an online course, that is number one because that is the outcome. But the bottom part of my pyramid are things like traveling, things like money mindset, um, manifestation, and even like some lifestyle stuff 
all of those things on the bottom part of the triangle feed into online course creation because without online course creation, I wouldn't be able to do really any of those other things. They all kind of work together simultaneously and they're all a part of my brand. So you can think about your business the same way. Maybe the outcome of your course is healing skin or beautiful skin, but what are the other parts of your brand that all kind of work together simultaneously? Now, once you know those things too, it can really help you kind of figure out what types of content to create. Because sometimes, like I said before, when I'm showing my lifestyle content or my traveling content, it makes people interested in, okay, well, how is she making the money to afford those things? Well, it's from online courses. So same thing, like again, going back to the clear skin example, maybe you're doing makeup tutorials and you're kind of showing off your clear skin. People are watching for the makeup tutorial, but they're also you know, wondering in the back of their head, how did she get such clear skin? And that's a perfect segue into your course. Okay, continuing on with the niche questions. The next question that I got about niches is just what are the best niches? So I'm assuming this person means what are the most profitable niches for online course creation? So I'm not going to say that there is just a specific niche that is the most profitable. I mean, I think what people most of the time assume is that anything around making money is going to make the most money. And I think that's simply because the ROI or the outcome of the course is so clear. When you're teaching somebody a method to ultimately make more money, the return on their investment is so clear because they know, okay, I'm going to spend $500 on this course, but I could potentially make 5,000, 500,000 from the knowledge that I'm learning in this course. So when the ROI or when the outcome is super clear, people are willing to spend money a lot more freely on whatever that course topic is. But again, we want to think about return on investment or the outcome can be so many things. It can be so many things other than just money. So again, going back to the clear skin example, having clear skin where you don't have to, you know, cover your face in makeup every day, that is an ROI. Getting pregnant naturally without using, you know, IVF or drugs or anything like that, that's an ROI too. Gaining energy, gaining time, losing weight, losing a painful problem. Those things are all a return on investment, investment being money. So focusing really again on whatever the clear outcome is and being as clear as possible. And that's why I think a lot of times with courses that are more mindset related, the outcome is, unless you are really strategic with the marketing, the outcome of those courses is sometimes not as clear because the languaging gets a little bit airy-fairy, so to speak. It's a little bit like, I'm going to help you live your most abundant life, you know, things like that. What is the outcome? It's not clear. It's not a tangible end result where somebody's going to enroll in the course and think, okay, six months from now, this is what my life is going to look like. That's what somebody needs to know in order to spend money. Um, and so any niche that has a very clear, tangible outcome is going to be the most profitable. Okay, so the next question is, I post about mental health on Instagram. Is it possible to create an online course about mindset biz? Um, so this is kind of going off of the last answer that I gave. So again, is it possible? Absolutely. And you could have a super, super profitable course on the topic of mindset, especially mindset in business. But again, ask yourself, what is the outcome? What is the outcome of somebody up-leveling their mindset specifically as it relates to business? I'm guessing that having a better business mindset or manifestation mindset as it relates to business is going to help somebody make more money, get more clients, you know, anything like that. So if you can really pinpoint what the outcome is, because the thing that you're teaching in your course 
it could be the mindset strategies, tips and tricks. That could be the bulk of the content that's in your course, but that's not really the sexiest way to go about selling your course. The sexiest way to go about selling your course is selling the dream or selling the outcome of what your course is going to teach somebody. And that's what makes it profitable. Next question, is it a bad sign if you're getting no feedback from students who have purchased? So no, don't freak out if you haven't gotten any feedback from people who've purchased your course, especially if you're at the beginning stages. What I want to ask you though is, have you reached out to past students and asked them what their feedback is? I think that's the number one thing. People like, for example, are probably looking at me and what I post on Instagram and they're seeing that like every single day I'm posting screenshots of what students have DM'd me about how much they love the course or their success. And you might be thinking, well, I launched last month and no one said anything. So does that mean my course is bad? But I didn't start this way. I started the first time I launched and I reached out individually to everybody who enrolled in my course because at that time it was only, you know, 10 to 20 students the very first time that I launched. And I reached out to them directly and I said, how are you liking the course? Do you have any questions? Is there anything that's, you know, you're struggling with that's challenging for you? Um, Have you had success yet from methods that I'm teaching? Things like that. And this is a really, really great way to number one, get feedback on anything that might be confusing that you want to change or update in your course, but also start to get testimonials. Because once you get that handful of testimonials that you can be sharing on your Instagram on a weekly basis, it's going to encourage people that continue to enroll to just reach out to you organically and send you their testimonials, their thoughts about the course, et cetera, rather than you having to continue to reach out to students for the rest of time. That's not something that like I'm going to recommend that you do forever just at the beginning because you need to be the one that is proactive, at least at the beginning, to get that handful of testimonials at first, start posting them, and then people will do it organically. Okay, next question. What do you do for people who have cricket launches? Okay, so obviously inside Online Course Academy, we walk you through exactly what to do so that cricket launches never happen. Because number one, you want to make sure that you've tested your course topic before you spend the time creating the course, launching it to ensure that people are going to spend money on it because we don't want you wasting like months of your time creating something that people don't buy. But let's say you're at the point where you've launched and you're hearing crickets, nobody has purchased. We want to do a full audit of what you did in your launch to pinpoint what went wrong. So I think the number one thing to look at is simply just the way that you are marketing your course and the way that you're speaking about it. So this could be as simple as changing the title because if, for example, the title of your course is more pitching the content in the course and not the outcome, that's a really simple tweak that could ultimately like be the difference of you making no money and you making like hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that would be the easiest place to start. Secondly, the thing that I see most people doing wrong when they have launches that don't go as planned is that like I'll click over to like if I get a DM from somebody who says this, for example, I'll click over to their Instagram and just like do a little bit of creeping. And I'll notice that like when I'm looking at their Instagram, it's unclear to me if they're selling a course, what the course topic is, how to enroll, where I can purchase, what the outcome is. So I think people a lot of times get into their own mind and maybe think like, oh, I showed up and talked about my course twice on Instagram. Like, isn't that enough? No. (laughs) Every single post that you're doing on Instagram, the link in your bio, the text in your bio, your Instagram stories, your most recent YouTube video, your most recent podcast, your emails that are going out, like everything that you're creating 
at least during that seven to 10 days of your launch, if you're doing a live launch, needs to be focused around your online course being open, available for purchase, who it's for and how to enroll. And I would say that again, that is the number one thing that I see people doing wrong is that they feel like they're being annoying. So they're kind of like holding back from talking about it and promoting it as much as they could be. And this live launch strategy that I mentioned before, it's usually a seven to 10 ish day period where you're really going hard promoting your online course. And again, this is something that we teach you in depth in Online Course Academy, but this includes social media posts. This includes emails going out to your list every single day. It includes posting on multiple platforms if that's where you are. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into this as well as some form of urgency. So during a live launch, maybe you have the doors closing a certain day or you have a price promotion going on that's gonna be expiring. Like these are things that you have to be showing up and talking about every single day. And a little side note that I will give you here because as somebody who has often felt very annoying during launches, you're going to feel annoying. You're going to feel salesy. And I think the key is mixing up the ways that you're selling because selling doesn't always necessarily have to look like saying, Hey guys, my course is for sale. Click the link in bio. No, selling can also look like you talking about your story, where you were then and where you are now. So for me, my like kind of rags to riches story is starting from the hut, being a minimalist, working out of my car, having no money and being in debt. And to where I am now, like I'm a multiple seven figure business owner who wakes up in the morning and decides what I feel like doing that day because I have the freedom to do that. And online courses have given me that freedom. That is an amazing sales pitch right there. Like, so whatever the thing is that you are teaching in your course, guaranteed if you're passionate enough to have created a course on this topic, you have some sort of sales pitch like that with your own story. So getting really clear on what that story is and infusing that into your marketing, because I guarantee you that sales pitch, that story is going to be the most effective way for you to sell your course. And at the end of that story, then you say, you know, if you want to learn more about how I did this or you want my tips and tricks for X, Y, and Z, you can click the link in my bio or you can sign up here and the promo is going on for the next couple of days. Something like that. Perfect sales pitch. Okay, next question is how much material do you need to create an online course? So I'm going to keep this one really simple. There is no you know, hard and fast rules about you need eight modules, you need a hundred hours of content, you know, whatever it is. I think some people think that, you know, more is better or more is more. And I don't necessarily think that that's true. I actually am somebody who really values my time. And I think if somebody can get me to point A to point B, point B being the ideal outcome that I'm looking for and the reason that I'm buying your course in the first place, if you can get me there faster with less hours of content, then I would actually pay more for that because it's saving me time. So that's just another way to look at it. If you're getting in the rabbit hole of like, my course isn't good enough. I need to add more. I need to add more. I need to add more. You don't need to include everything you've ever learned about the topic in your course. You just need enough content to get your student from where they are right now to the outcome that you're promising them in your course. And honestly, the more quick, easy, streamlined cliff notes version of that to save people time that you can give them, the better. Okay, next question. What helps keep you consistent with posting? I am horrible at staying consistent. Okay, so going to give you guys <laughs> the honest answer here. 
I am really motivated by sales and by numbers. So for me, when I see that when I'm consistent with posting, my sales and follower count skyrockets and continues to go up the more consistent I am, that is really motivating for me to keep going. So what I would do for, you know, if this is you talking, I mean, I'm assuming that you are also motivated by money. That's probably why you started a business in the first place. Uh, you know, in addition to wanting to help people, of course, but like, I don't think there's anything wrong with being motivated by money. I think that's why most of us start our businesses in the first place. Okay. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't think it's anything to feel bad about. So maybe start to pay attention to that, you know, track your consistency. If you're consistent with posting, let's say five days a week on Instagram, what do your sales look like for that week? So if you can kind of like pay attention to how the two affect each other, I think that can be a really good source of motivation, but also really connecting with a deeper sense of why or a deeper purpose. Like why are you really doing this? Why are you posting to Instagram? I know like for me, for some people, seeing that increase in numbers is helpful, is motivating, but maybe also there's a deeper reason. Maybe you want to support your family financially. Maybe you want to travel whenever you want. Maybe you want to create a college fund for your kids. Maybe you want to help a hundred women get pregnant naturally without using IVF or you know, help 100 people get off their medication, whatever it is, the reason why you wanted to start a business, the reason why you're creating your course, really connect to that and connect to it on a daily basis, because I think connecting to a deeper purpose is going to help the motivation come. And another thing that I would say too, is I don't fully rely on motivation to keep me going. I would say majority of days I wake up and I do not feel motivated. But what I have instead of motivation is I have discipline. I know that when I wake up in the morning, I have a handful of things that I am disciplined to get done that day because the outcome is going to be worth it for me. And I've kind of trained that discipline muscle that when I do the hard thing that maybe I don't necessarily want to do, I enjoy the outcome. I enjoy the way that I feel after I get that thing done and I feel good about myself. I feel proud of myself. I feel confident. I feel like I've made progress in my business. Maybe I've made money, you know, whatever it is for that day. So really relying on your discipline and and practicing that muscle because I really think that discipline is a muscle (laughs) rather than relying on motivation because I think when you when you rely on discipline a lot of times the motivation will come sometimes I'll get you know 30 minutes into the first task that I didn't really have motivation to do that day and all of a sudden I'll get a hit of inspiration of like oh actually I want to start working on this other thing so a lot of times I think the more you're sitting around and waiting for that to come the longer it is going to take to get there. So about six years ago, I was living as a minimalist in a tiny house, thousands of dollars in debt, never spending a dime on anything non-essential. And I just started to have this feeling like, I want more than this. I want freedom to make my own schedule, to travel the world, to take bougie vacations and not limit myself to the cheapest food item on every menu anymore. Most importantly, I wanted to make an impact and help tons of people all over the world without hustling or working myself into the ground. Maybe some of you listening can relate to this. I just knew that there had to be a way to make passive, scalable income while I was at the spa. And even though everyone else thought that I was crazy, I created created my first online nutrition course and proved everybody wrong. Online courses are a way to provide value to an unlimited amount of people at once in a completely passive way. 
meaning you could be making thousands of dollars and enrolling new students while you're at the spa, which is actually something I do almost every week now. At this point, I've helped over 2,700 entrepreneurs in all different industries like real estate, hairstyling, makeup, homeschooling, motherhood, interior design, graphic design, human design, astrology, business and marketing, photography, language, social media, and so many others, create profitable, scalable, and passive online courses inside my program, Online Course Academy. To learn more about Online Course Academy, how to choose a profitable topic, how to grow your audience from scratch without ads, and how to start selling your online course passively, I would love to have you come join my free masterclass called How to Make Passive Income with Your Own Online Course. The link to join the masterclass will be in the show notes of this episode and will also be linked in my Instagram bio at Rebel Nutrition. Remember, this is a completely free class, so there's literally no risk to join, but the rewards could pay off passively for years to come. See you there. Okay, next question. Is an audience, such as specifically teachers, too small to target? Honestly, I don't think that that's small enough. I think teachers is not a very niche group of people. So what I would ask you is to get a little bit more specific, actually, if you if you want your content, your audience to really grow and reach the right people. There's so many different types of teachers. Are you targeting college teachers? Are you targeting third grade teachers? Are you targeting homeschooling parents who want to teach their kids, um, special education teachers? I mean, there's literally so many different types of teachers. And I guarantee that the type of content that you're creating is probably specific to at least one of those genres of teachers. So I would actually get a little bit more niche. And the thing that I would encourage anybody in any niche to think about is once you start to feel like, you know, my niche is too small or I don't know if this is going to reach enough people, you're probably on the right track and you're probably finally getting niche enough. Okay, next question. How to be successful at launch without a built out email list? So the first thing I'll say is in an ideal scenario, you would have built an email list prior to launching your course. The method that I teach in Online Course Academy is an email list and launching via social media. So you have kind of both platforms where you're selling your course during that seven to 10 day launch period. And the reason being is that you just have a higher chance of more sales and kind of reaching people in two different ways, two different avenues you know, depending if somebody is more of a social media user versus an email reader, getting them and exposing them to your course on both platforms is just a better way to make more sales, honestly. But that having been said, if you don't have an email list yet, or you haven't really focused on growing it and your course is done and you don't want to wait and you want to launch it, I say don't wait any longer. You can still have a pretty effective launch just using social media. So what I would say is, let's say Instagram is your main platform because I know that that's what most people's is. Plan to do the same type of launch you would do, the same one that I teach inside OCA, but just do it on Instagram, just do it on social media. And you can still get a lot of people in that way. One of our most successful online course academy students ever who's actually passed seven figures at this point from her course, which is a lower priced like wellness 
she wants to remain anonymous at this point, but it's in the realm of like metabolism. And I think it's less than $300. Her very first course launch, she didn't even have an email list. She just launched a social media. So it's definitely still possible to do. So what I would suggest in that case is again, plan a seven to 10 day launch period. Make sure you have some form of urgency, meaning again, you have a price promotion that's going on. You have bonuses that are included if people enroll before a certain date, or maybe you have the doors closing um, on a certain date. And every single day, during that launch period, you're showing up on Instagram, you're posting a reel with a call to action, the call to action being to buy your course, LinkedIn bio, tell them about the urgency, and also showing up on Instagram stories. And again, get creative in the way that you're selling, get creative in the way that you're talking about your course, about who it's for, sharing your own story, all of those good things to really maximize the amount of students that enroll during that time. And you really wanna give people a sense of FOMO (laughs) during this time in the sense that you want them to feel like they can't just wait around and think about whether they wanna enroll forever. No, they need to enroll during this launch period because if they miss out and if they wait either the doors are going to be closed or they're going to miss all these amazing bonuses that they wanted or the price is going to go up so all of those things really make people get off the fence and into your course now versus continuing to wait because if you just have a course that is open all the time same price point all the time bonuses the same all the time no urgency people are just kind of kind of continue to think about it and never really like jump in right away. Okay, next question. I'm asking in a productive way, have you had unsuccessful students and what went wrong? Um, So this is a great question and I think it's a totally productive question. And to be fully transparent, yes, we have had OCA students who were not successful. And the reason being is that number one, they purchased the course, maybe they were on a high after my webinar and I sold them the dream and they were so excited and they bought my course and then, you know, a couple days go by and they don't go through the material. So that's number one reason why, I mean, I can go in and see the stats. It's a very low percentage of people, but you can go in and see in Teachable where I host my course, like the amount of people that have gone through your course, like what percentage of the videos they've gotten through and all of that. So you can kind of check on those stats there. Um, Number two reason why somebody hasn't been successful taking my course and again it's a very small percentage of people I'm, I'm going to link below to a site where I have a bunch of testimonials and stats about how successful my students have been taking OCA and how much money they've created so if you're curious you can click on that I'm going to link it down below but the second reason why I've seen people be unsuccessful with online course academy is that maybe they have gone through all of the course material and they've taken action and they've created their own course but maybe their expectations about their first launch were extremely high so for example maybe there's somebody who doesn't have a very large audience which is totally fine I didn't either when I started and maybe their first launch let's say makes a couple thousand dollars and maybe they were expecting that they were going to make you know six figures on their first launch I think it's really important um, and I'm somebody who is like believes that anything is possible and like you can do anything you set your mind to. However, at the same time, I think it's important to have somewhat of a realistic expectation 
just in terms of the numbers of what to expect for your first launch. And this is why I give you a calculation of how to calculate like what your launch numbers are going to be even before you create your course. And this calculation is based on the price of your course, the size of your audience, and a standard conversion rate, which is about 3% of your email list or your audience. So you can really get a good picture. Like let's say you're starting at 100 followers. Your course is priced at $500 you can expect to convert three of those people, three to five, three to 5% is average. So three people, $500 per course, that's $1,500. And I would say that is a huge win. And I think for a lot of people when they're comparing, you know, maybe they're just getting started and they're comparing themselves to me and what I'm posting now about my numbers, which is like multiple seven figures a year, multiple six figure months. They're like, oh, well, I only made $1,500. So like I must suck and I better just like give up now. And what I want to just drive home to anybody who's watching this is to think about the fact that I started from from zero to, I think my very first launch, I made less than $5,000 total from my first course. And I was stoked about that. I thought that that was amazing. It was honestly life-changing money to me at the time. And from obviously that first launch to what I do now is night and day difference. It's completely different. But I would never be where I am now if I hadn't started there. And I think the main thing to think about as well is whatever you do on your first launch, maybe you sell three courses, okay? You get three students. It is totally normal and part of the process to pivot a few things, to tweak a few things and do it again. Like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Figure out what worked really well for you on your first course launch. Do those things again and maybe think about some of the things that didn't work as well. And again, I go through all of this in Online Course Academy and I tell you exactly what to do. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you're going to have to test and tweak things in your own business because what might work better for you and your audience might be slightly different from me or from somebody else. And I think that's like the main thing that is equally frustrating and also kind of exciting is that like there is a sense of personal accountability in all of this that like we need to implement things in our own business that maybe are different than like what a coach has told us once or what somebody else is doing. But we feel like, you know what, I think this is going to really work for me. And maybe it will, maybe it won't. (laughs) The point is, is that you try it and you take your own success from your course launch into your own hands and are willing to just be a student of this whole process of that's what being a business owner is. And your path to success is not going to look exactly the same as mine. So continuing to rinse and repeat and tweak and pivot and try new things and fail at things and start again and make it better. It's exhausting and it's beautiful, but (laughs) it's truly the way. Okay, next question. My email list is at zero at the moment. I've launched my podcast. I'm writing a course. How many people do I need on my email list before I launch? So great question. So the first thing that I would ask you is, well, what's your income goal? Because again, the calculation that I give you guys that I'm going to kind of break down here in just a second, you can, once you have that calculation, you can kind of set an income goal and work backwards to figure out how many people in your audience you need and what you need to price your course at in order to hit that income goal. So for example, let's say you have a $10,000 income goal for your very first launch. Okay. And let's say just hypothetically that you're going to price your course at $500. I say $500 is a pretty typical online course price. So that's why I'm using that number. 
So again, you want to hit a $10,000 income goal and your course is priced at $500. That means you need 20 students in order to hit that goal. 20 students. That's like not that much, right? To hit $10,000. That's amazing. And so I think this is when I say like it really only takes one to three months to get an online course, a profitable online course up and running is because that's the amount of time that it'll take you. Even if you're starting from zero followers right now, you could create one reel that gets you an audience big enough to where you launch a course and make $10,000 on your first on your first launch, okay? So now you might be thinking, okay, well I want I need to get 20 students or sales into my first online course. So how big of an audience do I need? Well again, going back to what I said before about the typical conversion rate being 3 to 5%, so you would need an audience of about 650 to 700 people if you wanted to convert 3 to 5% making 20 students. Hopefully that makes sense. Maybe I'll put like a little bit of the math on the screen here so you guys can like screenshot it or make it a little bit easier because you can really plug in whatever your income goal is and figure out what this number would look like for you. Okay, now getting into a little bit of specific course topic questions. Somebody asked, what is the most profitable astrology course in your opinion? So my opinion is the most profitable astrology course or whatever course it is that you're looking to create is going to depend on whatever the outcome is and what is the most desirable outcome that you can promise from an astrology course. If it were me personally looking to buy an astrology course, I would think about it in the sense of what am I going to get from this course? How is my life going to be better after I learn about my specific astrological chart. Well, there are certain things that I'd want to know as it relates to me running a business. What can make me more efficient? What could make me more money? What is like, what are my natural skills and strengths and life purpose and how can that help me in my business? So I think focusing on, and it doesn't have to be business or money related. Again, it could be something about like, you know, somebody understanding their own astrological chart as it relates to maybe their romantic relationships or having children or anything like that. So really figuring out what the outcome of knowing your personal unique astrology could be and then positioning your course that way. So maybe the content of your course is exactly the same. You're teaching somebody how to basically read and interpret their astrological sign, chart, you know, whatever you want to call it. But what is the outcome of learning that information? What are they going to be able to do with that? Another idea could be like teaching somebody how to become an astrologer. I think that could be really interesting too, because again, the return on their investment is so clear. Once somebody learns how to become an astrologer, they're going to be able to take clients and make money that way and potentially like fulfill a a purpose of theirs. So I think all of those would make for super profitable courses. Okay, somebody asked, can you add what program your students are using when you share testimonials? So if you guys have been on my Instagram for any amount of time, I share testimonials all the time. Um, And I don't necessarily pinpoint like what course they took, but because at this point in my business, I really have one signature offer, and that is my online course academy bundle. The online course academy bundle obviously includes online course academy and Passive Income Academy. Passive Income Academy is the part of the bundle that teaches you how to sell your course passively once it's done so that you're making sales every single day. So anytime I'm sharing testimonials at this point, it's for the OCA bundle. Is the only way to grow on Instagram to create how-to videos or tutorials as content? So I would say that how-to videos and tutorials as content are actually a great way to grow on Instagram, on social media. And I think that's what this person is saying. Like maybe she sees that the only videos that are going viral are videos like that. I would say, especially if you're an online course creator, 
those are great types of content videos to create because it is really positioning you as an expert on the thing that you're teaching. So if people follow you from a reel like that, they're so much more likely to be interested in buying a course from you because they've already bought into the fact that you're a good teacher. They learn something from you. Um, so even if the topic is like not necessarily exactly the same as what your course teaches, I think it's still a really good way, like I said, to just position yourself as an expert and kind of prime people <laughs> to want to purchase whatever you're selling. Now, having said that is it the only way to grow on Instagram absolutely not I mean I still see and follow a ton of people who are posting inspirational content even relatable content Um, so an example of that would be like let's say you are a gut health nutritionist a relatable piece of content would be something like leveraging a trending audio maybe it's a voiceover or something from the perspective of one of your ideal clients like somebody who's dealing with bloating or acid reflux all the time something like that so focusing on relatable or inspirational again inspirational would be something that is kind of selling the dream again if you're a nutritionist who focuses on gut health maybe selling the dream looks like showing off or somehow portraying the fact that like you can wear a bathing suit without being six months pregnant bloated these days (laughs) you know what I mean so something like that and getting creative and having fun with the way that you go about creating that content I think is huge but no it's not the only way to grow okay can you pursue a niche that you are not a part of for example I have got perfect services for a certain type of person but I am not one So I think what this person is saying, so let's say like you are a weight loss coach and you teach people how to lose a significant amount of weight or something like that, but you yourself have always been thin. Um, Yes, you're not going to have the same like story, but again, I think that's okay. I think that everything about you, everything about your story, everything about your life, good or bad, can become a part of your unique story. And ultimately, those things are going to be what makes you you if you just embrace them and share them unapologetically. It's inevitably going to attract more of the right people. So you can still absolutely do that and just be honest about it. Like, to give you guys another example, like when I started my business and I've talked about this story so many times. So I know if you guys have been here for a while, you've, you've heard me talk about it before, but I lived in the hut. Okay. I had this thought, like, nobody's going to want to see nutrition content from me. If I'm in this like ugly, like hut literally with bad lighting and I, I don't have good food photos. Like nobody's going to want to follow along with me. But then I just decided, you know what? it's kind of a unique living situation. (laughs) So like, what if I just started sharing that unapologetically and just see what happened? And the crazy thing was people were really interested in it. They wanted to know how I cooked my meals without a kitchen. Like, how did I make things in the microwave? How did I bulk and batch my, my food, my grocery shopping, all of that good stuff. So really like take the things that you maybe view as a negative and just figure out a way to turn them into a positive make it part of your brand thank you so much for listening to wealthy worthy and wild if you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful would you do me a huge favor and either share it on your instagram stories and tag me or leave a rating and review on itunes or wherever you were listening to this it helps us reach more people with this message I love and appreciate you all so much. And remember, the most effective way to attract your desires is to start showing up as the version of you who already has those things right now.
There's nothing standing in your way from feeling those feelings today. Now go have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you.